This is Laid Back with Betfair Education Series. I'm joined again by Shane Chirlo. We had a chat with him previously. We're talking about in-play betting and a bit of trading and whatnot with Shane. Um, great to have you back, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me back again, Tom. That's all right. I wasn't sure whether he'd get you back on the back of your performance in the first one, but... Good enough for a second go. Good enough for a second go. Now, we, we talked a bit about your background in wagering and, and horse racing mainly in the last show. So if uh, anyone out there that wants to, to go back and have a listen to that, check it all out on the Betfair Hub uh, and YouTube as well. Um, talking about in play and trading here, Shane. So let's firstly have a look at uh, the Betfair's What Is Trading video. Mastering trading on the exchange. Think of Betfair as the stock exchange of racing and sport. Because when you can back and lay, you can also trade. Trading is when you back and lay the same selection at different odds, making it possible to profit regardless of the outcome. It's just like buying a stock at a low price and selling high. On the exchange, you can trade by laying at low odds and then backing at higher odds, or by backing at high odds and then laying at lower odds. Just like trading on any market, the key is to predict which direction the market is heading. Say, for example, you think Adelaide will get off to a great start in an AFL season. You back them at 10s before round one. And after the Crows win their first few games, the odds shorten to six. You then lay at the six, locking in a profit regardless of whether they win the premiership or not. This is known as a back-to-lay trade. Or you think the Roosters have a tough draw at the start of the NRL season. You lay them at 10s before round one. They struggle early and get out to 16 in the market. You could then back at the 16, locking in a profit regardless of the outcome. This is called a later back trade. You can find out more about trading on the Betfair Hub. Welcome to the Betfair Exchange. Now, Shane, trading's a fascinating nuance of the exchange. As we said, and as the video highlights, we're a bit like a stock market, so you can actually back high, lay low, or the opposite. You can actually lay low and back high and make money. You can make small increments. The beauty of horse racing or sport or whatever it might be, odds change and odds fluctuate, whether it be pre-post or in play. And we'll talk about all these definitions and, and whatnot as well coming up on the show. But there's so many ways you can do it. There's things called a green book, if you want to talk about that as well. It's the dream. Um, is trading something you do a little bit? Yeah, it is, definitely. Uh, Why are you laughing, mate? Uh, I laughed at your green book because uh, when you get a green book, you meant to post it on, <laughs> on social, media, social media. So, yeah, of course. Yeah. So, um, Haven't yeah, seen one from you lately. Oh, because I, I normally do it when I'm trying to promote an ebook or something, Tom, you know. <laughs> um, uh, so, no, look, definitely um, since I've been using Betfair, it sort of introduced me to more markets, definitely. So I blame the platform for that. Yes. I'll thank the platform, I should blame, say. Blame, blame the platform for making you... <laughs> no, yeah, it's great because there's so much... Um, there's so many more opportunities in sport um, um, and there's so much good information out there. You only have to go to the Betfair Hub to find some great data um, You're talking analysis. about your own work again? Oh, not just mine. Others <laughs> as well. Others as well. Like on sport, golf in particular is one. There's, there's so many... Uh, there's so much information out there. Yes. And this uh you know sport whether it be golf or afl what have you there's uh, i'm betting more and more into those markets um they're, they're good liquid markets and there's plenty of information out there where you can you know find an edge and make a small earn and there's there's beautiful ways to do it day in day out sport if there's an injury to a team even like teams announced thursday if if team sheets change or buddy franklin's out for example sydney will drift 
they'll sure. go from four dollars to four fifty just on one one move. You can make money that way. Yeah, absolutely. So it's um, like I said, there's heaps of information out there in small ways. Um, you know, we've had um, plenty of examples in the AFL where you know team sheets come out and then X player doesn't make the flight because he's crook or something like that. And you can um, if you move quick enough, you can yep take advantage. Exactly right. We mentioned Green Book. That is basically a bet where every outcome guarantees your profit. So whether it be small profit or big profit, um, that's what a Green Book is. And we can have a look at an image here and it shows you what a Green Book is basically. Um, There's also an auto cash out feature on Betfair, um, which you can use as well. There's different ways to do that, but that's that's a great tool as well. So you can actually lock in a profit before the race yep. or before the sport or whatever it might be, I've used that for the uh, I use that for the NBA finals actually. I'm not a uh, I like watching the sport. I yes. used to before it became a three point shootout. But um, you know, got some info or got some other guys that, that bet on basketball and um, you know had a bit of a look at some championship stuff. And I don't know a lot about it, but we just they just knew that we were laying the Los Angeles Lakers and and the Brooklyn Nets for the championship. They couldn't win it. Too old and what have you. So I just laid them and then when they both got eliminated, I was like, I've got no idea what to do from here. I'm just going to take the profit. Yeah, that's that's a great tool. You mentioned Betfair opening up different avenues. I want to touch on that briefly. There's so much you can do on the exchange. Yeah, different markets. um, You know, had a a good collect on the latest election, for example. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you know, wherever there's data and... um, and uh, you know, basically, Betfair have got a market on it, haven't they? So, plenty and of opportunities. Things like the election, they fluctuate. The odds fluctuate. Polls and whatnot change. And there's avenues where you can just make by trading, make small amounts of money, and and green book or just trade and, and make money. But even like even locally, and I'm not like you know overly involved in politics, um, just for betting, basically. <laughs> Any, um, anything you can make money on. Yeah, Elbow does a press conference and can't quote the um, the unemployment rate, and he drifts. <laughs> like it's amazing isn't it so you can actually yeah. make money that so make money that way so as i said you, you could back it back something at big odds and then lay them at lower odds Absolutely. and make money you can do the, the vice versa you can lay them at two dollars and if they get out to 250 you can back them yep. and make money that way a great example of this shane is round 11 i know you're a d's man so i want to bring this up um melbourne versus Fremantle. this was round 11 melbourne came into this match undefeated they were a dollar 21 Fremantle were in good form um, they were. They're in good form. They're, I think they might have been top four at the, that stage of the season. They're five dollars seventy, believe it or not, to start the, the match. But Fremantle, everyone was talking about going undefeated, flags, whatever it might be. So at the start of the match, the last trader price was Fremantle dollar twenty one. Fremantle five dollars seventy. Dee's got up to twenty five points at half time, Shane, and you would have been watching this. You would have thought you were home. Yep. No well, <laughs> so did everyone else because they traded as low as a dollar o two. Fremantle were fifty dollars mm. in play, and Fremantle kicked twelve of the last thirteen goals, won comfortably, and to come up from fifty dollars into obviously winning is an amazing turnaround. So, just things like that, you could have laid demons at a dollar o two, or put that in play, or whatever it might be. Call up the the customer service hotline, get on. Whatever it might be, but the, the, the odds fluctuating in that example will bring up the worm as well. Just just how the odds fluctuate in a in a match pre the match and in play as well. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd have to have a, a little bit of you know knowledge about the sport to be able to find why you'd want to back Frio at that point. Yep. Um, and there's like numerous reasons. Like um, statistically, teams can be good starters and slow finishers, and all that stuff plays into it. Uh, there could be injuries. 
um, the, the number of things. In in this case here with the demons, it's it's been a trend since, hasn't it as well? So the, you know the last couple of weeks in particular, where Melbourne have completely dominated teams and led by four or five goals and got run over. Sydney did it. Um, Fremantle did Fremantle's it. Sydney, done it. Collingwood. Collingwood did it. Yeah. So it becomes a pattern. So um, you know the next time Melbourne are up by four goals, you might have to consider that. And even if even if they're up by four goals and Collingwood kick the next goal, they drift. Mm. So you can actually call up, do whatever you need. And you, there's ways you can do it as well by keeping bets in play. So it's something I do regularly as well. If Say in that example, Freeman are $5.70. I think Freeman are going to start well. And they might kick the first goal or two. I could set a, a bet to lay them. Take the $5.70, set a bet to lay them at $5. Keep in play. In, in If it gets matched, if Freeman kick the first two goals or whatever, they'll come into 480 or whatever it might be. It gets matched and you can lock in profit and it doesn't even matter about the result. Yeah, it's um, like you say, like you, you can set those bets um, you know, pre-off anyway before the bounce. Yeah. Um, another example that come to mind was a recent one where the Gold Coast Suns were playing the Adelaide Crows and they had that really bad injury with 10 minutes you know, to go in the third quarter and they led by five goals, whatever it, whatever it was. You know, one quick phone call and you you're sort of laying them at a dollar three. Um, you know, one fit person on the bench and one bloke broke his leg, hamstring, like you say, one fit bloke on the bench, um, and then obviously that bad injury that stopped the game and it killed all the momentum. Um, and you're sort of back to square, and give you know the opposition the opportunity to you know take stock and and to fight fight back, which the crows did. They didn't do the power stance at three quarter time though, Tom. <laughs> so they only got within thirteen points. But I think they traded like close to a dollar twenty five. That's Suns, a big difference. Uh, when, and they were a dollar three. Yeah. Uh, when that injury occurred, so you know, one phone call to you know to to, to lay and back back at whatever percentage you feel comfortable taking is um you know you can do that at any time you're sitting on the couch watching the footy. Yeah, golf's a great one. We mentioned elections, whatever it might be. Like golf, yeah. obviously, it goes in play and out play, out of play at end of every round. Just explain mm. some definitions for people out there that don't know it. Pro play is anything before the start time of the event, basically. So in horse racing, it's when the light goes on and the barriers open. Mm. Um, sport, obviously, in AFL, it's the first bounce, whatever it might be. So that's all. All wagering pre-play is that until the game starts or the race starts. In play is anything after that until the, the, the race or the, the sport is suspended. We talk about last traded price. That is the last traded price before it goes in play. Um, we've got, what else have we got? We've got max in play and, and min in play, which we'll talk about as well. So as I said, the max in play for Fremantle is, was $50. Yeah. And the minimum in play for to Melbourne was $1.02. So they're just examples of that. Um, we Let's talk about racing and and trading and a bit of in play stuff as well because it all intertwines and it's the beauty of betfair perfect example of this and we talk about max in play and min in play and whatnot golden slipper um fireburn she's an absolute star but she probably hadn't reached her peak at this stage she was a betfair starting price of $18.79 last traded price chain was $18 she hit 560 in play i think she hit the running rail she was on the inside fence 560 there wasn't much traded um, I think there's a bit traded at 200s and above and 100s and above, but that price is huge and it happens day in, day out in racing. Yeah, and like the only way you can get matched, Tom, is if you had to have a bet in there yeah. uh, at that price and that's watching the race and, and, and sort of betting accordingly. So, the, the, I mean, the Firebird is a great example in a big race, but, um, you know, like you say, there's just as much or as many opportunities in every, in every other race. Um, you know, but the ones that I particularly like to focus on when I do this, uh, if I'm sort of done a race, 
I'm not too sure of the outcome, but I'm pretty sure this thing leads no matter what. Leaders will trade a little bit shorter uh, once they find the front. And, you know, so if I like a leader that's $11, I'll have something on it um, and then I'll have a, a lay bid, a lay bet put in um, yep. as well to chop that out because I don't know that it can win, but it can certainly lead and give a sight and trade a lot shorter than what it SPs. And every episode of Layback with Fair or whatever it be, we talk about it on social media as well. We talk about bad beats and horses that trade a $1.05, $1.10, $1.02. They look like they're home and they, they lose and, and vice versa. The likes of Fireburn, like hit 560 in plays, amazing mm. and goes on to win by two yeah. lengths. Yeah, definitely. Like it's, um, it doesn't matter what really sporting event it is, whether it be racing or, you know, golf, for example. Golf's a great one with heaps of liquidity where players get off to, traditionally get off to flyers and get off to good starts at certain courses. And you can find that information on the hub anyway yes. for free. So yeah. you can access that and, and it'll say, Rory's a great starter on this course. You know, first round leader bet. You can back him to, to win the tournament and know that, you know, statistically he's going to get off to a great start and he's going to trade a lot shorter. And those, those leaders uh, at the end of each round, you have a look on Betfair, they're pretty short compared to SP. Yeah. Very short. And that's the same with racing. Um, you know, horses on speed in run, they trade a lot shorter than, than their SP because, you know, most of the races are won by horses that settle in the first, you know, first four. And uh, you can make money that way purely just by, you know, accessing speed maps, which are freely accessible everywhere. And you can get to learn those pool of horses and you can just bet off speed maps. Yeah, golf's a, a great point as well. Like weather's such an impact on golf as well. Mornings is often more still than the afternoon. Correct. So if you're backing someone that starts in the morning and it's good conditions, then the wind picks up in the afternoon, you can just trade in and out or set lay traps or, or put these in-play bets in. And if they get matched, they get off to, they birdie the first hole, they, they trade $5 shorter than they were or whatever it might be and you can make money that way. Oh, statistically good starters with an early morning tea time is... Um, is a great trade. There you go. There's a tip for you. There's a tip. Well, let's talk talk about some strategies in play. Now, um, it's something you do. You do a bit of. Yep. Um, you mentioned laying or backing horses that f find the front and, and speed maps. You got any other strategies you, you look at and how do you go about betting in play? Yeah, another one, if we just talk about sp specific strategies, um, apprentice jockeys on horses that don't have early speed that are drawn wide. Mm-hmm. Is this generally or in play or we just a oh, bit just of everything? bit of everything because sometimes they can surprise. Yeah. Um, but most of the time, so you, I, you know, I'm not, a, I'm sort of, what I'm saying is there is I'm, a, I'm against them from a betting proposition early on, uh, you know, pre-race. Pre yep. And then yep. in play, um, just mindful of, of that sort of thing and where they could end up. Like if they're on a leader, but you're not quite sure whether they're, uh, experienced enough to push forward from the gate or something yeah. like that. So you're just not sure all, um, and then if it does find the front or you can see it sort of working its way to the front, then you can be on it. So there is wagering, there is certain races where my wagering decisions are made in run. Um, and that's just from doing the form. And like I said, doing the form, doing the data, working out my betting races and then the races I haven't bet into because I'm not quite sure on, on how the map sort of lands. So if this horse is, does end up going forward from the gate, I want to be on it in play. So I sort of still do the, I do a price based on the map so if this horse leads it's a five dollar chance uh and then in run i'm happy to take and it's you know i'm happy to take anything around you know six dollars sort of thing great information um you touched on that is there any other advice for trading in play betting that, that you do is it talking about knowing what profit you want to lock in potentially knowing what percentages you're willing to take anything like that yeah absolutely so 
um, you could there's a few different ways of doing it. Uh, understanding your bank and how much you're prepared to risk per race is really important. Uh, there's been plenty of examples, and you see it on social media a bit. Um, you know, the race caller might be calling a horse home, and you're watching it at home and listening to it on the radio, and you're taking a dollar one. Yeah, <laughs> to try yeah. and pinch ten dollars, yeah. um, and they get, get rolled. That, that happens. So yeah. you, you, know, you just got to be mindful of of the differences there, and think about you know who you sort of bet, what you're betting against, and that sort of thing a little bit as well. Um, you've you know you've taken those variables in account and have a clear understanding how much you want to lose per race, because you can get carried away betting in run. Obviously, if you've got a third party software program, you're just clicking away, and every click's a hundred dollars or ten dollars. Yes, you can get a bit excited trying to get matched. Um, so understanding some liabilities around per race, and then going in with a game plan, I find for me works. I know there's some people that just bet blind off the colours, yep, and just see which which one they think is going to win. But for me, I go in with a game plan of this is the mat, this is the horse that I want to back if it gets in this spot, or this is the horse I want to lay if it if it doesn't find that spot i think um, that's, that's that's the key for me that's the biggest tip for anyone who wants to start doing it i think is just focus on one horse maybe two horses keep it simple mm. work out where you think it's going to be in run if it's going to win from there if it's going to lose from there and focus on one horse and i've spoken to a few guys that do in play and as i said in the last episode it's the beauty of what i do i got to speak with players and, and punters that have edges and learn from them like a couple of them just focus on the one or two horses they might focus on a favorite as soon as they think it's gone they might lay it or they might back it or if it's not where it's positioned in run they might lay it whatever it might be but that's probably the easiest way to focus on one or two horses yeah and i think a pool of horses as well like a jurisdiction like i wouldn't get bet, to know the nuances i wouldn't of bet race to race around australia betting in run because i'd be completely guessing Yes. Um, but if I focus on, you know, my pool of horses that I focus on for this sort of betting is in southeast Queensland, for example. So yes. you've got a bit of an idea of, jockeys a bit better idea well. of jockeys and, and horses and that sort of thing. And not just jockeys are the horses you want to back, but jockeys of the other horses in the race, which is key. You might have two or three on speed horses, uh, all with go forward young apprentices on. Um, so you might, might overdo it. Nine or... times out of the 10, they're, they're going to overdo it. So you don't want to be on one of those horses that's going to get in that speed battle and can't win. Yep. In that instance, Tom, you're looking at a race where you're saying, okay, these three are go-forward horses. If they're chopping at each other in the first furlong, I'd happy to lay all three. Great, um, great info. Understanding, understanding the race and going in with a plan rather than just turning on the race and going, geez, that green-coloured one, what number is it? Number six, yeah, it looks the winner. Yep. Like that's where you know, you've got to have an understanding of the pool of horses is the best place to start. And... You know, like you, if you're using the platform, you should like in, you should introduce that as part of your betting routine or repertoire at the very least. Is for those races where you don't see a clear edge or a clear bet, just identify one horse that you'd want to back if it lands in a particular spot, or one horse you want to lay in a particular spot. Wind the stakes back and just start small and learn. And that's what I've done. Um, you know, I'm no massive punter on this sort of stuff, you know, or anything like that. But if I can if I can steal a few you know a couple of hundred bucks a day just by hmm. or out of a race even um, goes a long just way. betting in, betting into a race which I wasn't normally going to bet into anyway it does go a long way and even um, even simply identifying a clear leader in the race that you think this horse leads I don't know whether it can win but I want to be on it so let's let's back it and then put in a lay a lower price to lay it back in run yep. because it leads and other people that are betting in run are going to find that horse in run because it's getting a nice easy run in front and it should be half the price and what it started so 
Um, so many options. I would definitely start on pool of horses, uh, game plan going into a couple of races that you haven't been into. Great insight. And it's amazing. Like some people do this for a living, just betting in trade, betting in play. It's what you say as well about finding the, the group of horses and the pool of horses, knowing them well, knowing the jockeys. Some horses come off the bit a long way out and still continue to find. Some of them travel one. so well into the races and don't find. You get to know those little mm. idiosyncrasies of these horses. And definitely the race call has picked it up too, and it's a factor. Yes. It definitely has an impact. Um, my favourite race caller loves calling a horse travelling at the 200. He hasn't <laughs> let it go. How many times do you see a jockey sitting on a horse coming to the 200 thinking he's on winks and then like, <laughs> doesn't quicken when he lets it go and the horse is with momentum run past them? Yeah. Like it happens so often. So um, Knowing that's a, a moneymaker. It is. It, it yeah. is. It 100% has an impact on the market. So um, that's why I say about learning about, the, learning about the small pool and include the race caller in... Uh, well, Talk to us about how people do that because obviously people sit at home and, and trade in play and, and bet in, in run in horse racing. They do it off the radio, they do it off the TV. You've got two channels, HD channel and a standard definition channel. The standard definition channel is quicker, radio is quicker again and then obviously mm. if you're on track, you get that live advantage. Yeah, so yeah, on tracks, um, I, I will bet like the race as it unfolds on track but I won't do that away from the track. Yep. Um, I won't listen to the transistor. Um, Don't do it? Well, I just can't trust the race calls, Tom. There you go. Well, you pick up, obviously. Um, Some uh, people do. A lot of people just sit at home and listen to the radio. They have a footage on as well. But Yeah, that's that's true. And that's, like, it's not for everyone. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, it's not something that I do. So that's why I'm sort of more confident in um, just identifying a couple of horses just off the map that I either want to back or lay, depending on, on where they end up in run. Yep. Great insight there, Shane. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been another great episode. We touched on in play, um, trading, all sorts. We uh, talked about lay bidding in the previous episode. It's been a pleasure, mate. Anything to add? Any final tips? Uh, the only final tip I can really give is... I'm worried um, about this. ...is just you know, get on the Betfair platform and uh, have a look at not just the the exchange itself on the events, do some research on the hub and, and get the info. Um, I won't have, don't have to give my stuff a plug on there, but... <laughs> Um, I thought you were going to. There's plenty of other guys on the hub that provide information that are a lot smarter than me that is good information that you can use then take it to the exchange and you can learn a bit about um, you know backing and laying and, and start small and chip away and, uh, and build a bank as you go along. Yeah, feel free to ask questions. We're all on social media. You can call up the customer service hotline as well, email us, whatever it might be. Ask as many questions. Um, we'll give you some answers. We're hopefully, these videos help. But uh, Shane, thanks for joining us. And uh, this has been Layback with Betfair. Bet with care. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858.